0: Breaking ball, and that's club deep to left field. It sends back Stewart, still going back, looking up. See you later! Alex Bregman goes deep for the 14th time this year, and the Astros lead it one to nothing. Oh two, Breaking ball, that's hit sharply through the left side, a base hit, Diaz scores. Down to second goes Reddick and the Astros lead is 2 to nothing.
1: pitch, and it's lined in the left field. Coming in slightly is Stewart, tagging at third base Diaz. Throw in, will not be in time. It's a sacrifice fly, the Astros
0: lead. Three to one. Good job with two strikes for Torinos to get it out there. And this ball's hit pretty well out in the right center field. Jones racing over, won't get there. That's going to go all the way to the wall. Torino scores. Marisnik flying around second and headed for third with an RBI triple. And the Astros lead is five to one. Swing and a miss, struck him out on a cut fastball, and that is the ball game. Osuna strikes out the side as the Astros sweep the three-game series from the Tigers, winning tonight 5-1, to one, and the Astros have now won eight in a row. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk
2: is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team and our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back! For tickets, go to Astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS. And
0: greetings from Fenway Park in Boston, Massachusetts, where today the Houston Astros open up a three-game series against the Boston Red Sox. This is the continuation of a six-game road trip for the Astros. It started with them sweeping a three-game series in Detroit, including a win on Wednesday 5-1 to wrap up that series. Justin Verlander struck out nine, allowed a run over seven innings. Jake Marisnick, two hits, including a triple, drove into as the Astros have won Their last eight in a row and 11 of their last 12. Taking on a Red Sox team that just split a two-game series with the Rockies, including a 6-5 win in 10 innings. On Wednesday, here at Fenway, Red Sox playing well. Also, they're winners of six of their last seven. Astros 29 and 15, first in the AL West, eight games ahead of Seattle, while the Red Sox are 23 and 23rd in the AL East, four games behind Tampa Bay. It's time for today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. It'll be Garrett Cole on the mound for the Astros today. Cole, another superb outing his last time out. Really just one bad one so far for Cole this year. Has pitched very well.
1: Yeah, last two starts. When you look at the the periphery numbers and you see no walks and 21 strikeouts mm-hmm. and 12 and a third innings, that just kind of gives you a little microcosm of what he's all about. And he's power. Uh, he dominates hitters. And when he gets two strikes, they rarely
0: put the ball in play. Meanwhile, it's Rick Porcello on the mound for the Red Sox, he's had a, a few rocky ones, but uh, of late in particular, his last five starts, 3-0 and and ERA just over three.
1: Well, the sky was falling in Boston mm-hmm. the first few weeks of the season. And, and for Porcello, I mean, he was one of the culprits uh, with the way he got started. Now, the Boston Red Sox thought that a- after they played the, uh, the lengthy schedule in the postseason last year, they won the World Series, that they were going to cut back with their starters in spring training. Uh, it didn't work out very well. You know, and Alex Cora said as much. And Porcello uh, didn't throw very much in spring training, tried to get into the season, uh, and just didn't have the stamina or the sharpness on any of his pitches. But as you said, his last five starts, his slider's starting to come around, and he's pitching much better.
0: Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, we look at some of the series that the Astros have played against some of the better teams in the American League. Really good series. Uh, against the twins particularly the series they played in houston Uh, a a good series against the yankees sweeping that three-game series and and a couple of of close wins uh really good hard-fought series against the cleveland indians as well and i'd imagine more of the same for these three games against the red sox and we'll see them next weekend in houston
1: yeah i think so and these are two of the best teams in, in the american league and uh, you can throw a few other teams into in that mix too, but I think everybody recognizes that these are two of the best teams. It's talented, uh, you know, up and down the lineups. So you got a lot of great pitching, the bullpens are. Are usually pretty stacked and when they get together i mean there's just not a whole lot of separation between these two teams so i think the astros have won 12 of the last 24 games the last couple of years when you include the postseason so this is a lot of fun we enjoy this because it's a great matchup of a lot of really good players and uh, we'll just see what happens here at fenway
0: up next, we'll have the Manager's Show, presented by Waste Management. And a little later, we'll hear from the longtime radio voice of the Boston Red Sox, Joe Castiglione. But now this from your local station.
3: Baseball season is back. And if you're at Minute Maid Park, head on over to the new Love Street Bar behind home plate for a wide selection of Carbach beers, including Love Street Blonde, Tappadillo IPA, and the Astros' very own Crawford Bach. Or visit us sometime at the brewery where we're open seven days a week. Learn more at CarbockBrewing.com or find us on social media at CarbockBrewing.
0: How about the Houston Astros?
3: Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management. For environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to ThinkGreen.com.
0: 4-1 to one Red Sox. Guriel at first, two outs, bottom of the ninth. Now the 1-1. One, one. And Kemp hits this in the air out in the left center field fairly deep It sends back Ben Attendee on the warning track makes the catch in front of the pillar and that is the ball game. The Boston Red Sox win the American League Championship Series defeating the Houston Astros four games to one Red Sox celebrating between the pitcher's mound and home plate Boston Red Sox who will head to the World Series for the first time since 2013 as the Astros defending champs will turn over the crown
1: this is a special series against the Boston Red Sox two last World Series champs uh you guys met last year AJ in the championship series two great teams uh you have a lot of respect for each other don't you
3: yeah we do we see we run into them every year you know dating back to 17 and 18 and then this year uh both teams projected to do really well so it's it's a fun series it's a Probably an unheralded rivalry. I mean, uh-huh. there's so much familiarity. A couple of our old coaches are over there. Yeah. Um, we've run into them at the most critical times. It's a great vibe when we play each other. It's the first look at him this year. How
1: similar or dissimilar are you and Alex Cora in the way you think about the game?
3: Um, you know, I think we're pretty similar in how we think about the game. I mean, I you know, we, we spent one year working together. We, we kind of grew up in the game together. Yeah. Um, and so we just spent a lot of time talking baseball and different philosophies. He's... You know, he's a little more aggressive on the bases, if you can believe that. I know we, we, we start our runners a lot, but he, he's really the one that's that pushed me to do that a little bit more. I'm probably a little bit more um, risky on the, in, on the defensive side. I'll, I'll play the shifts a little bit more. I'll play the infield depth a little shallow. Um, we'll challenge the hitters to hit it over our head in the outfield, stuff like that. But uh, we both compete. We both have a little bit of a, a hot button in, in certain topics, yeah. and um, it's fun to go up against guys you know. These two teams
1: are scoring runs in a couple of different ways, and you guys are banging the ball, a lot of extra base hits.
3: They're more singles and walks and things like that. Uh, what do you have to do to pitch to them? Well, you got to get ahead. You know, one of the things that they, especially in this ballpark, the, the the momentum, you know, nobody talks a lot about it, but the momentum in at bat really picks up in this ballpark. You fall behind, the fans start to anticipate a hitter's count. Um, you get runners on base, and there's action, and this ballpark really does play to their – to their style of play. I mean, they've got some guys that can hit the ball out of the ballpark that haven't done it yet. Mookie Betts is going to hit his homers. J.D. Martinez is going to hit his homers. This kid Michael Chavis came up, can really hit. So the threat of the home run is always there. They, they like playing this uh, this opportunistic style of play to where if you, if you don't walk them, if you pitch ahead, it puts them on the defensive, and all of a sudden you, you're in, a, in the driver's seat. What's it feel like on the field with the fans so close to you? yeah the fans are closer to me than the, than the game i mean we 're pretty far down the line in the dugout and and they feel like they 're right on top of you. These old ball, ballparks have charm they have they have you know they got the ghosts of, of the past they 've right. got just a, a, a feel about these ballparks where they 're right on top of you. We just came from Detroit where it was directly the opposite it was uh, it's spread out the fans are far away from you that you 're right on top of the action but um, it, it does close in on you a little bit, especially during the late latter third of the game. You think that helps the home team? Uh, oh, the yeah. swing and all that. Oh, for sure. I mean, it helped. I mean, obviously, we're pretty conditioned here. We clinched here. We yeah. celebrated on their field. Yeah. We've poured champagne in this clubhouse, um, you know. And, and we've won some really big games and played well here. But uh, this place, you know, if you're not ready for it, if you're not used to it, it'll be fun to watch Corbin Martin tomorrow. It'll be fun to watch. Um, guys that are making their 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 first taste of this last year was Josh James. He, yeah. he stepped up great in that in that environment. So, uh, but yeah, it's a cool vibe. Garrett Cole.
1: I mean, he's the type of guy who who would thrive in this type of environment. Um, is there ever any reservations about him getting too amped up?
3: A little bit. I mean, I, I don't know if there's reservations as much as I have to just be aware of it because he's gonna he's gonna run hot a little bit, especially in the big moments. But. Um, He's also going to be the most prepared. So you can really have any temperament you want as long as you're prepared. If you're prepared, you'll make the pitches you need to. Uh, The selection is going to be more important to him. Uh, Executing it is key. But uh, preparation will lead to to being able to have the freedom to compete with whatever hot temperature you have. Last
1: thing, I talked about you guys with all the extra base hits, but at the same time, you guys don't strike out very much. One of the best teams in the big leagues at that. What's your what's uh, taken care
3: of the two strike approach? What do you guys do? Well, I think I think the two strike approach starts with the zero strike approach. We 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 want to know the strike zone from the very beginning okay. of the at bat. The more you train yourself to know the difference between a strike and a ball, uh, the more your, your your swing or your approach doesn't have to change with two strikes. So we preach it from the very beginning. Uh, that you have to know where a ball and a strike is. And it's why we're. you see our reaction of our hitters a lot as pretty aggressive towards the umpires when it's a borderline ball or strike is because we know the strike zone. So uh, when it gets to two strikes, there's no panic or there's no fear because you have a knowledge of the strike zone. That's the number one thing you can teach a young hitter, uh, whether he's a 10-year-old, a 12-year-old, a 30-year-old. Uh, know the strike zone and your approach can stay the same from strike zero to strike two. And knowing the strike zone, say Carlos Correa's strength is different from George Springer's, does he
1: wait for a pitch in his strength for, until he has two strikes? Yeah, not
3: necessarily. I mean, they'll have a game plan. These guys don't have too many balls they can't handle at this okay. level, certainly our players. So I, um, we, we will have a game plan. They will look for something. Whether it's their strength or not uh, will depend on how likely they are to get that pitch in the at-bat. It doesn't do you any good. If nobody pitches in, it doesn't do you any good to wait for a ball in. It's not, it's not going to happen at this level. So, you have to figure out a game plan before the game. Sticking to it is what we've been really good at in the last couple of weeks, and that's why you've seen the explosion in it runs. It's going to be a lot of fun. Good luck tonight. Thank you, Sparky.
0: Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Joe Castiglione in his 37th year as the uh, radio voice for the Boston Red Sox. And this is a Red Sox team that's playing a lot better, got off to a slow start. I think it was 6-13 and 13 at one point, seven games below 500, the low watermark, but played a lot better since then. What's been the difference?
2: Well, guys just playing up to their levels uh, and their capabilities, I think, uh, Robert, more than anything. And the Red Sox took it easy in spring training. They wanted to hold the starters back and limit their work. So, because of the long season last year, the extra month, which, of course, your team went through in 2017, and uh, they didn't pitch very well, especially the starters at the beginning of the year. And some of the regulars didn't play as much as they normally would. And I think those were factors. Maybe it'll brief benefits in August and September we'll see but they seem to be clicking now uh, on all cylinders and uh, the lineup has been uh, strong and the starting pitching has really picked it up And you talk about
0: that rest. And I know the Astros, like you said, went through it after winning it all in 2017. That's always kind of a fine line, right, trying to figure out how much to hold guys back after playing the extra month versus still getting them ready for the season.
2: Exactly. There's no uh, formula for it. I know uh, that uh, Red Sox people consulted people in other sports Mm -hmm. uh, like – San Francisco 49ers, uh, way back to Bill Walsh. Tony La Russa talked to him about uh, how you do that, Mm -hmm. uh, how you repeat. And uh, it's been done uh, with others as well. But there's really no formula. and. You know, you, if you have talent, it'll rise, and it has done that so far.
0: It certainly has. And Rick Porcello getting the start in, in today's game, and uh, you know, he's a guy. I mean, just from watching from afar, it seems like he can he can kind of be streaky. He can have a, a run of a few really good starts and, the, and struggle a little bit. Have you seen that from him this year?
2: Yes, he struggled early, but he's really picked it up and pitched very well of late. His last start was unusual. He gave up four runs in the first inning and was really tattoo, but then he shut him down and uh, did not allow a hit the rest of the way, only one base runner, through six and two-thirds innings. Uh, Reminded me a lot of a Pedro performance Mm -hmm. in the past. So uh, Rick is a consummate professional. Uh, He's throwing, uh, I think, a few more sinkers than four seamers. Now, of course, he used to be primarily a a sinker baller, uh, but with a launch angle, that's changed some. Uh, But he's got a really good slider, and uh, he seems to be on top of his game pretty much right now.
0: And a guy that the Ashers are going to see in the finale of this series, Chris Sale, coming off a uh, historic performance with 17 strikeouts in just seven innings on, on Tuesday against Colorado. And there's always concern about sales signed to an extension uh, this past offseason. But um, it sounds like at least certainly that last outing was really good.
2: It was spectacular. The last the three outings have been outstanding. But uh, the last one, spectacular. He's lamenting a pitch that uh, was hit for a home run. Uh, but it just made it over the left field wall. One of those Fenway flies hit by Arenado and. Uh It's an out in any other ballpark. Mm -hmm. Uh, But still, Chris is a perfectionist. But he was just dynamite. There were questions about his velocity earlier when he was throwing 89. Now there's no question about the velocity. He's 94 to 95. The slider's been devastating, and the changeup's been great.
0: You know, one of the strengths of this Red Sox team is the length of the lineup. When you looked at it last year, that was such a big key, and you had guys who were able to come off the bench and perform. How does this year compare to last year in that regard?
2: Well, Jackie Bradley struggled, and, you know, he only had uh, three hits in your series in the ALCS, oh, and he made him pay <laughs> with those three hits. But I think he's showing signs that he's coming out of it. Uh, well, the catcher spot has picked it up. Christian Vasquez uh, has really hit the ball very well. He's been consistent. And uh, so the back of the lineup uh, is sort of an up-and-down uh, the top of the line, a bookie is Mookie Go the Red Sox. Uh, yeah. I think he was hitting uh, something like uh, 333 in the Red Sox wins and 228 in the Red Sox losses.
0: Yeah, that'll certainly make a difference. And obviously you have the, the last two world champions playing in this series, teams that have met in the postseason each of the last two years. I know it's always different in Boston. The Red Sox-Yankees is the one that seems to rate the, the most, but do you do, do you sense that there's a little little bit of buzz for this series?
2: Oh, I think there's definitely buzz, uh, Robert. This this is two heavyweights going yeah. at it. And, you know, I just have so much respect for the Houston Astros with their lineup and with their depth, their pitching. Uh, I think it's going to be a great series. It, We play six games in 10 days, and then that's it till October.
0: (laughs) Joe Castiglione, thanks for stopping by. Longtime radio broadcaster for the Red Sox. Always good to see you.
2: Great to see you, Robert. Thank you. There
0: comes a time in everyone's life.
2: When talk is cheap. And it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS.